Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As it is Purple Daily, we are down a man, Phil Mackey, on company business in Cincinnati at the Twins game last night. I'm sure he is now engrossed in meetings all day, which means that Declan and I feel very fortunate to be here with you on on the show. Purple Daily, of course, sponsored by our friends at TCL, who have been a longtime sponsor of our show, presenting sponsor. We really appreciate them. And if you're not watching your sports on a TCL TV, the only question is, exactly right, what are you doing? And another uh, longtime sponsor, of course, that we really appreciate is our friends at Surly Brewing. And the Before I Die, right there, right by the pool, Declan's pool. Declan's very rich. You don't know it. He's got a pool. He's got all of the fixins, uh, and he also has a before I die collection of cans that quenches thirst each and every football Sunday. Uh, of course, we appreciate all of you who have contributed to the Surly and Before I Die lifestyle by sending us pictures of your cans, especially on the weekend as it's starting, as football is starting. Before I Die is a delicious choice to go with a weekend of football. All right, Declan, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Four pack of questions because we if if you missed it, we did an emergency episode because the Dalton Reisner thing had been in the hopper for so long. I saw Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported yesterday that Dalton Reisner had agreed to a one year contract with the Vikings. And I'm not sure about you, but my timeline was flooded with. Are you going live? Are you going live? So I texted you guys and I'm like, let's just go live. So the reaction to the signing is on on that show. But the four-pack of questions now is sort of second-day fallout, beginning with the signing. Uh, Of course, it comes on a Monday. The Vikings off for, what, 10 days between the Philadelphia game and playing the Los Angeles Chargers at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Um, And so I think the questions are, how quickly can Dalton Reisner get up to speed and play? Because he was signed to a contract that exceeds what Ingram or Cleveland make, so he's going to start at some point in time. So. First question to you is, how quickly do you expect him to start and play, I guess? And where do you expect him to play as well? Because he's a longtime left guard, but the Vikings mm-hmm. have issues at both guards. So you go first. What do you expect here? I do not expect him to start right away. I don't. I know the move screams desperation, which is what I told you guys yesterday. I just don't believe you can get the guy up to speed as quickly as you probably want to. Um, now, could he get playing time on Sunday? Yes, I could see him getting playing time. I could see if it's an absolute train wreck still, 
that they could do it. And then I know probably people are saying, why don't you just rip off the Band-Aid? Why don't you just make them start right away and not go with that Ingram? Um, and I know sometimes in football this has been a thing where people can step in and go right away. I just think it's pretty tough to expect a guy who hasn't played any meaningful football snaps in almost 10 months who has been sitting on his keister. I shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. Probably keeping in good shape, but has been sitting on his keister, hasn't seen right. game action, and right. is not going to be able to step in right away on five days and just be ready to block NFL defensive linemen. I think that's a tall task. I don't think they want to do that to him either. So I don't think he starts right away. Wouldn't shock me if he got playing time, though, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. However, I think he goes at right guard. I think okay. I think he goes on the right side. Okay. I mean, it it doesn't make if you're gonna swap someone, you swap Ingram. And I know I know that Reisner played the left guard spot, but you're gonna now make Cleveland go back to the like now you now you're really complicating things, and it doesn't it's not necessarily you don't have to do all that. Uh, so if he does play, I expect him to play an Ingram spot in on on the right guard side. That's where I expect him to be. I don't expect him to start right away. Could he start by the Carolina game in two weeks from now? Sure, one hundred percent but I don't think he starts right away against the Chargers on Sunday. I think he plays on Sunday. I, I think you might be right. I think he might not start. I think he plays on Sunday. I think he gets in. I think uh, starting with the Panthers game, the goal is to have him in the starting lineup from the Panthers game on because they're they're paying him enough where they want him to start. But like you said, it's also a timetable thing. It's like how quickly you, you know the system, but you might not know it completely. Um, so I think he plays on Sunday. And But if the Vikings don't allow their pride to get in the way, here's what I think ha- happens uh, with Dalton Reisner. I think he plays left guard, and I think Cleveland, who, as you talked about, he played right guard as a rookie and was not a train wreck. If they don't allow the Ed Ingram pride card, because he's a high draft pick, and this is embarrassing. Like, that draft, as draft. we've discussed, is a bad draft. Um, but if they don't allow that to get in the way, I think Cleveland moves to right guard. Ingram comes out and Reisner who has played. So he played some right tackle at Kansas state. And I think he also had very limited time, maybe in college at center, but he has taken every snap thousands of snaps in four years with the Broncos were at left guard. So I think that's where he's going to play because I think what you want to do is put him in a position to be as successful as possible and Cleveland can play right guard. And so that's my guess, but I do think you might be right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not, if just because of the fact that he didn't go to training camp, O'Connell in early August did reference the fact that he was also recovering from in- injuries. Uh, I believe he missed the end of last season in Denver with the UCL, so he can't pitch, but he can play football. Um, but I think you might be right about that. I think he might not start till Carolina, but I expect to see him on Sunday uh, and I think that my move would be to move Cleveland to right guard and have him play left guard. But as Doogie told us in, in the scoops, and I think he checked in with the Reisner camp after the move was made, they haven't told Dalton yet. So like he's going to get there today or tomorrow, and they're, they're going to be like, right. okay, dude, here's where. And, and that's why I, I would think that you would tell him he's going to play right guard if you had, like, if you talk to him. And assuming that the Reisner camp was telling Dukes the truth, I think you would tell him, hey, we're going to have you try right guard. So that's why I think they're going to put him at left guard. But I don't know that Ingram stays in. But the scary thing is Cleveland and Ingram, it's not like you're supplanting one Pro Bowl guy, right? Yeah, so This isn't Steve Hutchinson. Um, no, exactly. 
Last thing on this, too, and and with Bradbury banged up a little bit, Schlotman's had to get in there. They lost Ole Udo to a season-ending injury. I mean, that's two offensive linemen down. Um, so this is just depth in general. That That's why I, I, I'm not just sure it's just, hey, they're signing him and he's a starter right away. Like, no, they, they've lost at least one offensive lineman for the season, one that's already banged up at, at center. Like, you need depth here. So he just provides that as well, and we'll certainly see um, if it ends up being a, a beneficial move for the Vikings. All right, question number two. We're, we're going to go back and forth here a little bit. You uh, crush the first can. I get to now crush the second can, if you yep. will, of our Surly go Before right. I Dies. See go what I did right there? Ahead. I like that. Yeah, shotgun it, baby. Question two. Will Kareem Hunt be the Vikings' next high-profile signing? Judd Alexander Madison's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. The offensive line has to blame for that. Go check out our video, too, with Alex Boone, who broke that down extensively. But they, the Vikings have dipped their toe already in the free agency water and looking to try to supplement some of their woes with Dalton Reisner. Is Kareem Hunt the next name that comes off the board for the Vikings on the free agency side? I think there is a good chance that it is. And I, I think it might be uh, Kareem Hunt, who certainly has some personal baggage, but also was brought in for a visit in training camp at TCO around the same time Reisner showed up. Right. Um, Cam Akers is being shopped aggressively by the Rams. This is like the second time in less than, than a year that he's had some issues, though. Uh, he was uh, deactivated, if I'm not mistaken, for Sunday's game. Sean McVay wasn't happy with what he was seeing from Akers, who, by the way, has had success. Now, Kevin O'Connell knows him well from their time together uh, when KOC was the OC. But the question there is, does he like him then? Because Kevin and Sean McVay are very tight. And so he might have the same problems or know the same things about Akers that would keep him off this roster. So I'm going to say that Kareem Hunt still trying to find a job. And now the injury uh, last night um, to the in the Browns game leads oh, some, Chubb. yeah, Nick Chubb's injury leads some to believe that Kareem Hunt could return to the Browns. I think there might have been a falling out there, though. Like, they didn't bring him back, and so it's probably more personal. So, and and let me say this in defense of the Madison situation just a little bit, okay? I don't think the goal was, unless I'm totally wrong here, I don't think the goal was to have Madison just be the bell cow here. Like, Ty Chandler is barely touching the football. And... um. And while Madison has struggled, not played well, I don't think – I think they want to have a shared committee approach here. I don't think this is supposed to be a Dalvin Cook situation. So long story short, you know, Kareem Hunt, it's not that he would come in and supplant Madison and that's it. You're benched. It would be, okay, who are two guys that we feel comfortable playing? And so, yes, I think that there is a very good chance that Kareem Hunt might be next as the 0-2 Vikings attempt to um, get out of this hole and make some late changes, which to your point on, on Reisner, there is desperation here, but if you're not going to be desperate now, you could sacrifice the entire thing. Well, how much do you think though, of your thought process of they didn't expect Madison to be the bell cow back. How much of that though, was Ty Chandler, maybe not showing up and not being the guy that they thought in training camp too. You know, well, I, I, I think, I think you yeah, were probably right going into training camp that it's probably a 60-40 split, I guess. I don't know. Some type of some type of committee approach between Madison and Chandler. And I feel like Chandler really didn't impress them as much as they thought he was going to be impressive. Like, he wasn't that great in training camp. 
So how much of that too did that play a factor in the starting the season with like, well, I guess we got to run Alexander Madison out there for, you know, 90% of the snaps. It probably did. Uh, and it's weird because if you watched the preseason games, especially the first one in Seattle, Ty Chandler was fantastic in that game, but it was rushing the ball. My feeling is that Ty Chandler doesn't necessarily do all of the things that the Vikings want from that position now, Dex. And it goes far beyond just taking the football and trying to r- run with it. And so, yeah, I think that there's a definite concern here. Uh, Kareem Hunt would no question add to to the passing game, the short passing game. And that goes back to the screen game, which we've talked about and you've harped on has been a complete mess. It's been a debacle. So yeah, I, I think this goes, I think the entire thing while Madison doesn't get absolution here goes beyond him. I think the entire thing goes beyond. And, and I think it's about, they have to establish a run game. They have to. And if they don't, in about a week or so, play action is going to be laughed at. And if play action is laughed at, that creates problems in the pass game, which, of course, for this team is the bread and butter. So, yeah, I think that there is a I think there's a very good chance that whatever Chandler is doing or not doing um, is playing a role, too, in the fact that that the goal was never to have Madison get, you know, 95 percent of the carries i don't think anyone had the desire to make this uh dalvin cook in his prime situation so on to answer your question by the way uh i i say no i i don't think kareem hunt is on the vikings radar um madison they have some trust in and even though ty chandler to my point has not shown up to a degree i just don't know if adding another body overcomplicating the system here is necessary um the line's also just been terrible at blocking it's not just all alexander madison i say no I, okay. I, I don't I don't see a Kareem Hunt. I don't see a Cam Akers who, I mean, even last year, like he didn't even, there was weird situations. I don't play fantasy football anymore, but so many fantasy football owners were pissed at Sean McVay because he would make him inactive or not that's even play the issue. him. So yeah. I don't yeah. want that either. Yeah, so that that's that's the problem there. And of course, if anyone outside of the Rams organization is going to have the skinny, it's, it's going to be O'Connell. And so, yeah, my thing would be that I don't think O'Connell has any interest in, in if there's any chance of poisoning the locker room, but they do need, they do need to get the run game intact. And the problem there too, is this Reisner to his credit. And this is good is good in pass protection, but I mean, his career run blocking PFF grades are not that good. And so it's not like he's going to going to fix that. Um, And the whole thing has been a debacle. But you know what's not a debacle? What's not a debacle is the work that my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers have done for me and for a lot of you. Look at that guy on the left and look at that guy on the right. What's it called? It's called weight loss. It's called a program that works. It's called a program that's been named Minnesota's best weight loss program three consecutive years. That is the job that they do. It's fantastic. And now have they got an offer for you. Join today, and you're going to get three months free. That's right, three months free. If you've been putting off trying to lose that, that weight, and just as importantly, keep that weight off, Livia is going to help you do it. And if you start today, three months for free. Imagine all the weight that you can drop in that time, and you'll just be getting started. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Uh, and before we get back to our four-pack of questions, I want to talk to you about the Minnesota Lottery. That, that's right. The new Viking Scratch game is out now. And you can win up to $100,000 or second chance prizes, including season tickets or an away game trip 
That is officially Damn. exciting news from the Minnesota Lottery. Just say I'm in. Must be 18 years or older to play. That's the new Lottery Viking Scratch game that is out now. Check it out. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, here is our third question as I scroll back on my screen to find my questions. And, and of course, I have now lost them. So I'm going to have you read the third question. You got it. Because, damn it, I just pulled an old man move. I thought I had it on my phone. This is why I write stuff down. This, this is, is why, why Sports Dad writes stuff down. This is why Judd always texts, emails me on Sunday night. Hey, can you print this out for me? So Judd can have all those paper I, scripts. I always tease him for when I hear him, you know, rifling all I got those. ugly deck right here. All those papers. Look. I got bills over here. I probably actually shouldn't rip those. Um... But, uh, but yes, I, I understand. That's the lottery sports dad. Handwritten. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Question anyway, three. This is ahead. actually a fun one. Cause we, we discussed this also on purple daily on draft, which you can find also on this YouTube channel. We discussed this very same question on a scale of one to 10. Where is your current confidence ranking in Kwesi Adolfa Mensa? Want me to kick it off here? Go ahead. Yes. Cause, cause this you is were what supposed I... to answer this question. So in fairness, yes. Kick okay. It off. So I told Miles and, and Forno this. Um, we look at the 2022 draft class as mostly a wash and potentially one of the worst in franchise history. Now, I will say maybe a Caleb Evans changes that a little bit, right? Like a Caleb Evans might turn out to be a, a solid player. But in general, that draft class might go down as one of the worst in, in Vikings history. However, yeah. however, yep. already in 2023, this draft class has already made significant impacts, at least playing time-wise and even some highlights here, right? Like Jordan Addison might be a stud. Uh, he's mm-hmm. caught a couple touchdowns already. He looks the part. Makai Blackman's already been a starter. I mean, I'm not trying to say that this 2023 draft class, if it indeed continues to you know, put players on the field and make contributions, it makes the 22-1 for not because I think that that holds some weight down on Kwesi. Absolutely. But I think that this draft class, if they end up pulling out some dividends and making some impacts, it makes the last year's draft class not look as bad. And when we talked about what's the second best move Kwesi has made after trading for TJ Hawkinson about a year ago this time, um, this draft class could could pay off for them too. So maybe he learned from some mistakes. Maybe he learned from not trading back as much. Maybe it was a learning experience. And unfortunately, the cost of that was you didn't make any impactful players in your first draft, which is a problem as a general manager. Uh, but to answer the one to ten scale question, I'd probably put it and ten obviously being the most confident, one being the right. least confident. I'd put it at about a six right now. I, I don't think it's fair to say he has full confidence. I don't think it's fair to say that you are completely panicked. I would put it a little over average right now, and that's where I'm at because he's only what eighteen months or so on the job. Uh, and I can't say that even though the draft class was a miss that he has fumbled anything necessarily yet either. So for me, it's a, it's about a six out of 10. Boy, I'm at a four. I'm Ooh. lower than you. Um, here's my thing. It was very clear. Uh, and it, this was not on purpose, but it translated perfectly through what they published or what they put out streaming what the Vikings put out on draft night uh, on their website of quasi taking 
Jordan Addison in the first round and Kevin O'Connell basically losing patience and saying, just take him quick. Uh, I think that was O'Connell's. I think O'Connell twisted Quasi's arm because he knew full well just how far uh, Quasi had traded down and really screwed up in the first round in uh, 2022. So I have more faith that that was O'Connell's doing than Quasi's. And yes, the draft class looks like it might be improved. But as far, I, I mean, the only thing he can be judged on is roster construction so far. And the only thing that he can be judged on is, you know, free agency signings and drafting. And it just feels like the, uh, and this is a cliche now, but who cares, competitive rebuild. It just feels like what that means is dipping your toe in the water continually. It's like, okay, I'm still trying to win, but I want to get this, but I'm still trying to win, but I want to get this. And I would far prefer to have an executive who appears to be completely solely confident in the mission. Um, if you're going to win a Super Bowl. Now, if you're going to make the playoffs, the Vikings are probably on track. They can probably do that. They, they can bounce back from 0-2. But if you're going to win a Super Bowl, as the mission of this show is, to win a Super Bowl before we die, I don't know this putting your big toe in the water to check the temperature act is going to work. Um, and because all I can judge is his roster construction moves, like how do you not upgrade the interior of that offensive line at all. Like, I'm not asking you to o- overhaul it and bring in two new guards. Um, Bradbury's got a bad back and you signed him to a contract extension for a center. That's sort of weird. It was almost like they thought Josh Oliver, who, yes, is a good, uh, in fact, he's a very good blocking tight end, Declan, but yeah. it's almost as if they thought that he was going to solve their ills. Like, okay, that's part of it. But like they, the interior of that line is not good. And in no. the fact that they're struggling again is not like some huge shock. And it amazes me. I, I guess I got more confused and fans should be sort of pissed off. When you watched the Netflix docuseries quarterback, like when you watch that, it became blatantly obvious what they saw all last season with their quarterback being hammered, which was worse than we thought. Like we didn't know a lot of that and they didn't do much. I mean, they added a tight end, a blocking tight end. So, yeah, my faith in Quasi as far as taking the wheel and taking control is uh, is not high. And my other problem is this, and the name doesn't get brought up enough, but remember it, and we've talked about this a little bit, Ryan Grigson. Ryan Grigson's his right-hand football man. Let me let me Google what happened with the Colts. And, oh, it's not good. Yeah, he's yeah. – You know? So very interesting. So my faith is – like. O'Connell, I might not agree completely with with what he does all the time, but there's enough of a there's enough that we see that it's like okay, I, I certainly see some real positives here. Like name me the quasi positives. Like like what have you seen? The draft so far, twenty three, uh, looks good, looks you know improved, but there's a lot of like. Um, unless he's purposely doing it to try to lose games and sort of sort of rope it up the wilfs there's a lot of moves that are like i guess or, or non-moves more importantly that i'm like i don't get this and i'm sorry but drafting drafting a safety in the first round and then a cornerback who has an an injury history in the second round uh, come on so my faith is eroding yeah i mean well i mean if they drafted Kyle Hamilton i don't think we're 
bitching too much about them drafting a safety in the first round either. Like that, I think that well, was he was clearly thing. the best one. He clearly yes. was the best one. But after that, you don't draft a safety. I hear you. Like, like you don't pass on the best player at that position and then say, well, but we're going to take this kid from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a questionable. Again, he's a stock market guy. Why would you why would you pay the premium for a stock of a position that's not a premium stock? And I don't even know much about the stock market. I watch mine every day. It goes up. It goes down. You know, just that's got to I know people who have done that. Don't you're just going to give no, yourself no, an it's ulcer. Fine. If, if, if you're, you're going to okay give with what ulcer. you're investing into it, it depends on all the stuff you're investing in. People, some people get so weird about that. No, I, it's fine. I don't invest. I just invest in my sports shoes and your surly in my in my surly and my bobbleheads. That's all. All right. Question four. Yes, question four. Question number four. I take it you didn't you didn't find your questions, so you. I did find it. my questions. You did so I will okay. ask it. Yeah, that's okay. right. I found it. Okay, what will the Vikings' record be over the next four games? Just to uh, paint the picture, versus the Chargers here mm-hmm. at the Panthers, versus the Chiefs here in a primetime game, and then at what looks like a terrible Bears team in Soldier Field. So Chargers, Panthers, Chiefs, Bears. I think the Vikings will go two and two over these next four games. I think expecting them to win three out of four or more is pretty pretty crazy to me. Uh, even despite all the, the turnovers they've had early and some of the bad luck that's happened to them, I think just assuming after a slow start when you're going to, the, oh, well, they'll win three or four. No problem. I think that is extremely far-fetched. Uh, can they get red against the Chargers? Yes. Uh, the Bears look bad, but it's still in Soldier Field. At they play Carol- better, though. They play better at Soldier Field of late because the Bears are so horse bleep. Yep, they've won the last three games at Soldier Field for sure, yep. and that one might be more likely than going to Carolina, which also like isn't a push. Like Carolina doesn't look great; they have a rookie quarterback, and you know they're not as good as maybe uh, fans wanted them to be. But I think expecting them to go three and one is far fetched at this point. You're zero and two, um, and you could possibly get right get right back to five hundred right if you won three of these next four games. But to me, I think you go one, you go two and two over these next four games, uh, which what would my math would put you at two and four. For uh, the first six games of the season, God, I, I can't. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually think they go three and one. Oh, I wow. think they lose to Kansas City, but I think they Jet go three and one. And here's why. Well, part of what I'm about to say is what drives me crazy about our sports teams. Okay. Okay. But I but I smell a furious rally. I smell a furious rally. Ten days off, right? Long yeah. break now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers are going to come in ticked off, but they are also zero and two, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Brandon Staley got so upset about the question about the Jaguars playoff loss on Sunday after the Chargers lost that I think it is affecting them. And I think Brandon Staley lost a lot of street cred. And O'Connell has not lost street cred here. Like, I think O'Connell is respected still. Um, I don't think now, do I think he should be tougher at times? Absolutely. But I don't think that he has lost the players by any means. That Chargers loss in the playoff game, Declan, from what, 24 points, something like that. That's the type of loss that you lose credibility. And so I think the Chargers, if you lose to the Chargers here, I don't know what's going to transpire, but I'm going to predict a win there. I think after watching the Panthers last night, I'm going to predict that they go to Carolina and win. I think they lose to the Chiefs, and I think the Bears are way worse than I thought. I think the Bears are basically, unless Fields can get this turned around, as bad as they were a year ago. And Fields just might be a mess. Like, this is the thing with quarterbacks, man. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, Rick Spielman 
seriously uh, looked into trading up for Fields, and he loved him. So this could be taking place here as well. Um, but I am going to say the Vikings are going to go three and one, partially because I could see this team staging mm. the Minnesota Wild, sort of the twins of 2023 as well, right? The furious rally. You guys thought we, and then we'll get the, you guys all thought we were dead. You guys all, all you naysayers. And it's like, well, you didn't play well in those first, but you know, but it starts with this clean up the turnovers. I will say, I, I think Staley's probably a game or two away from getting canned in wow. with the Chargers. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. I, they hired Kellen Moore, my guy, Kellen Moore, uh, from true. the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And the offense looks great. And you look, he has Justin Herbert to play with, but a lot of people thought, oh, no. Kellen Moore, you know, he's got Dak Prescott, and he's kind of fraudulent, too. That dude steps into the Chargers, and the offense is still really, really damn good. Kellen Moore's an, an elite offensive mind. Is he ready to be an NFL head coach, even someone who as bullish as me? I don't know yet. I truly don't know yet, but I wouldn't be shocked at all. Staley's a defensive coach. The Chargers are dead last in defense through two games. I wouldn't shock me at all. Write that down. Do it tomorrow. You know what? That's a write that down. That's a write that down within the next two games. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Brandon Steele is the first guy fired here. Um, this is the, the Chargers have had insanely good rosters on paper for the last few years, and they've always underachieved. And that goes back even to like Philip Rivers era, not even Justin Herbert era. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all. They'll come out hungry, but maybe uh, Brandon Staley's last game as a head coach is at U.S. Bank Stadium. You never know. You know what? You know what you could do. You could you could uh, place a bet on on that. Because the weekend is coming. It's coming up quick. I'm going to tell you right now. And Declan, why don't you tell people how Underdog allows fans to enjoy football even more? That's right. You know, they, they should make a, uh, a coaching fired prop because I would 100% take uh, how many games? 0.5 for Brandon Steely left. I would, I would, ah, oh man, or one and a half. I would take the under of the one and a half is what I would do. In fact, some of our listeners over the weekend even sent me in some slips here. We had a, we had, a, we had a $50 winning slip right here on a four-item parlay. We had a $100 winning slip Ooh. here on a four-item parlay. You see some of these green ones, 0.5 total yards. They'll give you some freebies on free leg of parlays. That's one. That's already one thing that's really going to happen for you at Underdog Fantasy. They do in-game props as well, which are a lot of fun. That's helped me won a, a couple bucks over the weekend uh, in the Phillies and uh, Eagles and Vikings game. Uh, when you join Underdog Fantasy with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, it's in the link in the YouTube comment section, uh, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. It helps us out, too, at Score North. I love Underdog Fantasy. I love seeing all the slips we get every week from the college and NFL football season. So go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, for a $100 match on your first deposit. Awesome stuff. All right, let's get to, to it. Let's get to our, without without the mathematician, oh, Phil Mackey here, let's get to our um, pigskin pecking order which i think you are just going to show basically what we have as our top 10 and then where the vikings rank is that correct yeah f- full disclosure so so old macadac has uh has his own graphics team sometimes and even even the graphics team which has been trying to infiltrate some of the things that macadac does uh he has control over so i don't have access to those to those documents so what i did instead you know Mackie always shows you know the one through ten a nice little slideshow of transitions it's got a he's got some different graphic teams guys my union of workers a graphics team is actually kind of upset about the fact that Macadac's got a nice little union over there. There's no union over here. So what I have done, I have listed the 10 teams just all on one graphic from Judd and myself and where the Vikings rank as well. All right, so Judd, let's start with yours. And by the way, very different lists from both you and I. Very different lists. So this will be this will be a fun little exercise here. Good to hear. And you can rip one of, uh, one of us or not both of us in the YouTube comment section. So here's Judd's list. 
here's Judd's list. Judd, I'll take you through it. I'll, I'll take you through your own list here. This is okay. Judd's top 10 pigskin pecking order. Number one, you have the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys, which is interesting because we all talk about the AFC having a stranglehold on this. this league. And the t- two of your top 10 teams, actually even three of your top four teams, are from the NFC. Cowboys have been uh, Cowboys ha- have been impressive, and here's what shocks me: Mike McCarthy calling plays for Dak Prescott is working extremely well. They got a really good defense too. I mean, I I team. am the Cowboys, obviously ranked in my top ten. You're you're higher on them than I am. Spoiler alert! But yep, they I probably we probably were sleeping on them a little bit because they're just the classic Cowboys. Everyone talks about them, but it is it is a good football team. There's no doubt it's a good football team. Uh, three, the Chiefs. Four, the Eagles. So, did you have the Eagles one? Last week? Uh, uh, no, I had the Chiefs one, Philadelphia two. But after seeing them, um, I dropped them a little bit just because I was – that Thursday night game, I was not impressed. And and the run game is something they defaulted to, but their passing game is – it's not terrible, but it's scuffling a bit. Yeah. So, so I think they're going to be fine, and I, I think they'll probably end up in the top three eventually. But – I definitely dropped them based on, on the fact that I think that there are teams right now that are playing better football than them. Okay. I'll, I'll explain why I'm higher on the Eagles on my graphic uh, in a little bit. You have the mm-hmm. Ravens at number five. You have the Bills at number six. The Dolphins at seven to me is very low, like almost criminally low. I think that's the biggest surprise I have on your list here from my end. Oh, they can move up. They can move up. Mike McDaniel, just keep winning football games. Um, yeah, it, it's early still as yep. well. So, so like I'm trying to get a feel for things, but yes, I could see the dolphins to what you're saying. Uh, definitely being in my top five in a week. You have the Bengals. They're Owen two, but they're at eight. Keep in mind last season, Bengals also started Owen yeah, two. Why I'm not, out? I'm actually, I'm, I'm similar with you. I don't have them eight, but they're in my top 10 still. Yep. Uh, the same thing happened. I was like freaking out about the Bengals offense. Same thing happened last year. They were awful yep. for the first two games, and then they were one of the best teams in the NFL afterwards. And not, um, and and just to be clear here, nine and 10 were a complete like crapshoot. I just this was tough. teams. Yep, this was tough. Um, you had the Falcons at nine who are 2-0 and on Desmond Ritter, and then you had the Detroit Lions who um, lost in overtime to the Seahawks at number yep. 10. Little uh, Phil McAdack special there, uh, sneaking in that little Lions, Lions list on your top ten. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I and like then, it. So, that, so that's Judd's top ten. Well, wait that's though. Good. And then I dropped the Vikings to sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry. I, You're right. The Vikings. I forgot. I put Purple Daily. I, yep. Yep. I went eleven through fifteen, folks. And then I said the Vikings. I actually at one point had dropped them to twenty, and then I brought them back up a bit just because it's such a it's so cluttered it's around hard. there. But, uh, yeah, I put the Vikings at 16. You can't shoot yourself in the foot as much as they've been to me and be a top 15 team. So I prove agree. it. I prove agree. it. So the Vikings at 16th in uh, Judd's pigskin pecking order. All right, let, let's take a look at old deck suites. I, I teased it. I said we have very different lists here through the, on our top 10. So let's take a look. Here's what I got. Ooh. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles are number one for me. So the Philadelphia number one. Uh, I think the Eagles are still the best team in the NFC. Even though the passing game hasn't looked as great, they can still beat you with their threat of a running quarterback, with their great offensive line. Um, Even when they haven't played their most pristine football, I still think they're the best team in the NFC. They're still winning games. They're 2-0. I really like them. So they're still, to me, the number one team. Mm -hmm. 
Number oh, two is the Dolphins. Uh, I'm buying the Dolphins stock here, baby. I'm buying the Dolphins stock. Why not? Mike McDaniel, love him. Um, the offense is fun to watch. It probably shouldn't have been as close as it was as it came down to the wire on Sunday Night Football with the with the Patriots. And by the way, referees, give the fat the guy Patriots, the first down. Come on. Are, are the Patriots good? Like, I don't think, I don't know about, you know. Um, Bill's team, Bill, Bill's aging a bit. I, I just yep. don't know anymore. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, I don't know if they're good. I don't have my top 10. I can tell you that much. So uh, that's what that says about that. I had the Niners three. Niners look good. You know, I thought I thought eventually the Niners with just a really good roster, age catches up. You can't keep running it back. Boy, was I wrong. Because Brock Purdy's a cyborg, and oh, Kyle yeah. Shanahan's an incredible coach. They're number Crazy. three for me. Uh, I have the Kansas City Chiefs at number four. I still yep. think the Chiefs are damn good, even though the one-on-one start. They are still pretty damn good. Patrick Mahomes, all that has to be said there. I have the Bills five. This might be a little higher. I think they're combustible. I think they live and die by the Josh Allen arm. And uh, but they're still a good team. They still should be taken seriously. They're five for me. Mm-hmm. Six is Dallas Cowboys. Now you have the Cowboys a little higher. Um, I probably maybe could be sleeping on them a little bit here, but I have the Cowboys at six. Baltimore Ravens at seven. They've, they're two and zero, right? They're two and zero. But they haven't looked as strong as maybe they should be. But I'm still going to give them credit. I really like John Harbaugh. I like Lamar Jackson. So I have them seven. Yep. I have the Jags eight. I still have the Jaguars eight here. Ooh, okay. I know a little bit of a surprise. Love Trevor Lawrence. Uh, oh, Doug Peterson's oh, for a good coach. Seven in the red zone, if I'm not mistaken, against Deep the Chiefs red. on Sunday. Oh, for seven. Very surprising from a quarterback who I really like in Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. And this one's a little cheeky. The Washington it's, Commanders. But coming this is in at hard. number nine. Yeah, but look, but this is where I had problems too. Mm-hmm. Like the commies, man. To me. Yeah. The commies, oh, Sam. Man. I I I I I told comeback. you. Watch out for the commies. I told them in training camp, six and a half wins. I think they can hit that over. They already got two on the season. Don't sleep on the commies. Commanders Den- look good. Denver, I don't know how much of that game you caught, but Denver just pissed that game away. That yes, was a bad loss for Denver. I, uh, I wonder how much longer Sean Payton is at his, uh, is, is at his patience level, I should say, with Russell Wilson. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't think it's too much longer. I, I'm not, I don't think he's a big Russ fan. Uh, and then rounding things out, I do have the Bengals still ranked here. I know they're 0-2, but again, yep. they did this last year, and I still believe uh, that they'll be able to get this figured out. Now, I believe I did see Jake Browning might have to start a quarterback for them this yeah. coming week. Bur- uh, Burrow a- aggravated. It was a quadricep, right, that he uh, yeah, that he hurt cool. in training camp? Calf? Aggra- or calf. Uh, yeah, calf I think I you're mean? right. I, yeah. I think it's calf. But anyway, yeah, he, he aggravated it in the game on Sunday. And I think they're leaning towards him not playing. And yeah, if Jake Browning starts, good chance you're zero and three at that point. Yeah. Um, but to your point, you know what? They got off to a rough start a year ago, and and we're fine. So they're a team that's hard to dismiss until you get at least past about what six games. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, and then the Vikings 18th. I got a Vikings yeah, low fair. here. You know, that's very, very fair. They dug themselves a hole. I can't take them seriously yet. I just told you what the record would be through the next four games. I'm 18th. Change my mind, Kevin O'Connell. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and eat my words. I admit when I'm wrong twice on Wednesdays Sunday. and also start, a lot on this podcast. But, yeah, I'm 18th Sunday. right now. Start on Sunday. Start on Sunday. Beat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I, look, the league is, beyond a few teams, the league is jammed up. So it's not like I don't look at any team and say, like, oh, my God, this, I you know. I, I think that there's probably about five – six really quality teams 
five really quality teams, like teams I really, really like. And beyond that, it's like, yeah, they're okay, but not great. But yeah, 16 and 18, I think, speaks volumes to just how poorly the Vikings have played. And some of it can be cleaned up. But if you can't stop the run and establish the run, it's going to be a long year. So like everything to me is predicated on those two things. Like that's the most important thing, assuming you don't continue to fumble constantly. In fact, you know what? Speaking of fumbling, I don't know about your guy, the Vinster, but Stella gets very mad when I mm. fumble her Nutrisource dog food. She says, Pop Pop, you are an idiot. Get me that, get me that delicious Nutrisource pet food, dog food. In fact, look at there, the training rewards treat, Stella. which she absolutely loves. She goes outside, she comes in inside. That's her treat. Look at that. She is as possessive of that bag as she is her binky and there's a guy who i guess also loves his nutrisource oh goodness does he ever yeah he just kind of gives you those those brown eyes right i got i got two sets of brown eyes i gotta look so, at in this house all the time that just uh so that cute. that end up me caving every single time right except in fact uh Vin, vinster loves his treats you know he loves his nutrisource whether he's going to be staring at me whether he starts doing a little whining or crying or the pawing yeah he gets in that nutrisource and uh that's what happens. A couple brown eyes. In fact, it's my it's uh, Kelsey's birthday. It's my fiance's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Kelsey! So yes, happy so it's, birthday. Uh, it, it, there, there, there's a lot of going on in the house today. So uh, all good news. Awesome. All good. Things. Uh, awesome. So so yeah, uh, check out NutrisourcePetFoods.com. In fact, uh, in fact, on their app right now, they have the the new Nutrisource Rewards app as well. So NutrisourcePetFoods.com to get your uh, dog or your pet healthy and happy. One last shout out here on Purple Daily. It is uh, Weber Grill season. You know, the summer might be winding down a little bit, but that means it's fall weather. It's even better, in my opinion, standing out in that grill. It's you know, a little crisper. Oh, yeah. Really nice. It. You know, Thursday night yep. football, I had the wings on here. Like right now, you're on the YouTube audience. You see the shrimp. Uh, plenty of great options on that Weber Grill from our friends at Fratelloni's uh, and Ace Harbor in the, in the Twin Cities. Go check out all their great locations. They hook us up and hook you up with the great Weber Grill. Uh, I love mine. I got one for the first time this summer. Love me my Weber Grill. A uh, great, great option for uh, all the grilling type of things that you like to get into, whether it's kebabs, shrimp, burgers, doesn't matter, because mm. uh, the Weber Grill is going to get the job done. All right, Judd, I think we did a pretty good job in the big skin pack. I don't think I had any spelling mistakes either. Did I? Did you see any spelling mistakes? No, but I didn't really look hard. No, that's okay. Uh, the YouTube audience. So, like, I out. didn't check. I didn't check it out. Okay. So that's good. That's good, at least. Uh, oh, hey, and, yeah. And last note, uh, th- this just came, came across uh, from the Vikings. Dalton Reisner officially has been signed, so that, that's now uh, been made official. It is uh, – we're recording this on Tuesday at 11.25 in the morning. Oli Udo has been placed on injured reserve to create the roster spot, so he is done for the season. All right. Uh, speaking of predictions, write that down, predictions. Tomorrow, Macadac via satellite, I believe, for those predictions. Mackie will send in three predictions. Hopefully there's no controversy because the issue with satellite predictions is – you know, we have the rule that if someone makes the same prediction. Well, did you see the potential controversy that brewed late last week? Or no, I'm sorry, early this week. I think it was Sunday. We, we've got a controversy with Phil already. We do? Yes. So he did a write that down that Aaron Rodgers would have some oh. type of special surgery. Yes. Well, he's had some type and he's hoping to come back. And Phil's like, Phil sent out ding. I saw like, this. I, and immediately got pushback, I believe, from the medical community that this is not a special surgery at all. Oh, boy. And so now the question, so this is just like, what What was his word, oh. scuffle? Um, 
yeah, uh, the, the yes, the skirmish. Skirmish. We're talking about the skirmish. This is another yes. skirmish one. So he's saying, yeah, it's a special because Aaron's saying, you know, I can come back for the playoffs now, perhaps, mm-hmm. and I can just take over. Of course, of course, if Zach Wilson leads him to the playoffs, I not sure he's going to be pleased about that but who cares but the point is Mackie is saying i got this one right and the medical community is pushing back and saying this was not special he's just saying he expects to come back so this was on the Mackie and jet edition i write that down that phil made this prediction his prediction was sometime between now and next year's training camp aaron Rodgers will go through quote bizarre therapy in regards to his achilles yeah. injury the medical so he went through oh boy he went through what is considered a quicker fix but yeah. it's not. But according to those who were sending us notes, it's not bizarre therapy. But the issue here is Mackadak's unable to defend himself either. So even if we even if we even if we throw him this curveball or this um, this question, he's not gonna be able to defend himself till at least Friday on a show, right? Well, I say we oh, I say we table it. Doctor Alex, table. no ding. Doctor Alex might be the one to to be the final sayer on this. Who came on our show Ooh, before? I like I'd write that. that down in event line and is the foot and ankle surgeon of the Purple Daily Community. I mean, that well, guy called. Brian O'Neill, Dr. Alex, called that and called it perfectly. Said he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And guess what? He's been good. Dr. Alex, homework assignment for you as a loyal listener of Purple Daily. Is this bizarre? Is this a bizarre therapy? And you will be the judge of this. And even though Phil's not able to defend himself, that if lawyer Chase can make a ruling, so can Dr. Alex. Judge and jury. Yep. I agree. I I love it. Oh, man. All right. So we we got a juicy accountability session then tomorrow on both shows. Uh, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. This is Purple Daily, where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.